0: And welcome to Scam Wow. Um, I'm Caitlin Bradnick and Sue Smith and I are taking a much needed, tiny, insy bitsy little break. Um, I am messaging you guys, I'm speaking into my cell phone from outside. Do you guys remember what it was like to be outside? I'm wearing a face mask, I'm walking my dog and my child, I think a train is going by. I don't understand other forms of transport anymore, like it's, there's just so many things happening. Uh, there might be a truck, who knows? um but I wanted to let you guys know we have a special for you. A new podcast with Scam Wow um, is dropping. And we have that sliced in here for you guys so you can listen to and enjoy. Um, and if you need any other episodes to go back to, I was just thinking of Gigi Lee's episode. Um, I will link that in our Instagram. Um, and then, yeah, if you guys want to message us or email us or let us know how you're doing, of course, you can always call us. We love you. We're all in this quarantine together. And And we really appreciate everything you guys give us. Okay. Bye.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the All Dick is Trash podcast good save good save good yeah thank you i'm your host millie tamarez and i'm here in the studio with candy harrow producer extraordinaire uh sure <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay cool oh uh, yes this is a production of more banana studios we're super excited um you know yeah this is the all diggers trash podcast the podcast where we you know talk about all things patriarchy Uh, all things garbage all things garbage (laughs) just straight garbage basura yes so you know every you know I feel like to a lot of people all dick is trash that phrase is like something kind of villainous so I and I you know I'll, I'll embrace it you know and I like to it's kind of like in Joker where there wasn't just one thing that set Joaquin Phoenix off. It was multiple different experiences. Wait, can you say Joaquin Phoenix? Joaquin, Thank you. Joaquin Phoenix. Yes, yes. Um, you know, his name is John or something. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it wasn't just one thing. It was like multiple experiences. And I feel like it was the same thing uh, that led me to, to, to start saying all dick is trash and to continue to stand by it, you know? So, one uh, So I like to start every episode with a trash dick anthology, like a trash dick experience. And I'm just going to share today about the worst day I've ever been on in my life. Uh, and that was, it was this guy I met on Tinder. I don't even remember his name. <laughs> not and worth remembering. Not worth remembering. And he was like, uh, he's into EDM and all this shit. Yes. And like, it was one of those guys like, you know, I was talking to a ton of guys at the same time. I was probably like 24, 25, uh, which was last year if you're my agent. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, so this guy, he was just one of those guys on the apps where it's just like never worked out. Like you would just always text and, or something. And he was just like, was a little corny, but we never made solid plans. I was always kind of seeing someone else. And we never made solid plans to date to go on uh, our first date and then you know he would hit me up every few months like yo what's up what's up what's up every few months and then finally I was like you know what okay cool let's do this so then he's like oh okay great like let's let's go out for drinks and I'm like great um and it he he was like uh let's go to beauty in Essex And that's like a super fancy bar. But I had no idea. They give you
2: champagne in the bathroom fancy.
1: Yes, it's super fucking fancy. Like speak easy with like you in the front. It looks like a pawn shop. And then you go through these like doors and there's like a marble spiral staircase lined with like chrome. It's just like so gaudy and nice. And, you know, even my friend Michelle, she was like this. That place is so fancy. But Michelle is like. She, you know, we went to Bahama Breeze and she was like, this place is so fancy. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't really trust her opinion. But yeah, like I had I a was...
2: panic attack on the floor. I had to hang out in the bathroom. That's how I knew they had champagne. Yeah, <laughs> so no. <laughs> nice. So,
1: my, well, this was like a long time ago. And it was the day I remember I got paid on Thursdays and it was a Wednesday. Like I was the f- day before payday broke. But this guy was just asking me so much to go on a date with him. I said yes. So we're at this, we're on this date and um you know he he's just not being a real person he's just like being so corny like touching me a lot like touching my back like trying to get in close and i would ask him a question and like he would just everything would be just be a corny line to like try to be endearing and it was such a turnoff he'd be like what's your you know uh, i remember i asked like who's your favorite celebrity crush or who's your celebrity crush, like, trying to break the ice and stuff? And he's like, you're my favorite celebrity crush. And I'm like, okay. I mean, if he said that now, like, okay, fine. But I definitely had 100 followers on Instagram at the moment. <laughs> but then, yeah, so he, it was always just, like, it was just so canned. And, you know, of course, my favorite celebrity crush, Jake Chillenhall, Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I had to let him know I love Asian men. Uh, but, you know, whatever. Uh, that's a whole nother podcast. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So they're like our waitress was this like six foot tall hazel skin, green eyed model with like slick back hair. And she was just so beautiful. So thin, perfect skin, you know, cause they actually have models that work there. Mm. So I was like, wow, everyone who works here is so hot. And he's like, not as hot as you okay dude calm down like i get like that was a tough situation like the guy can't be like yeah he's everyone's hot then i would feel some type of way but then not as hot as you is it's like oh wait anyway the check comes (laughs) and this place is fancy each drink is 20 dollars, and i'm before payday broke right So the check comes and he's like, okay, just give me like 45, 50 bucks and we'll be good. And I was like, what? I thought this was a date. And he's like, huh? I thought you said you had a job. And I was like, what? And I was so uncomfortable and he couldn't sense it. And he's like, fine. I'll pay. And like, he's like, I'll pay for it, but only because you're so beautiful. And I was like, what the fuck dude you asked me like if he would have asked me to go to a dive bar or something i would have been cool with it you know what i mean but he he insisted on going to beauty in essex it was his fucking trying forever and he's been trying forever doug what so i was so uncomfortable and i crossed my arms in the bar like i was like my body language was like closed off to this guy and he's like come on yo give me a high five give me a high five and like everyone in the bar is like turning around like what what the fuck's going on he's like give me a give me a high five and i'm like oh my god stop like you're making a scene. he's like give me a high five get. and then like i finally gave him a high five and he he like i put up my hand and he he put like his fist like this and he like with a thumb out and he's like awkward turkey awkward turtle <laughs> he uh, yelled this in the bar everyone turned around and looked like what the fuck just happened and I was so embarrassed uh, we left so he paid the bill we left and then I hugged and I was like you know like it could have been a misunderstanding stuff he never texted me which is fine you know but that was one of the worst dates I've ever been on and that was <laughs> one of the first like seeds of like wow well, I'll take his trash
2: trust no dick <laughs> trust no
1: dick <laughs> welcome gina bloom hello hi hi Uh, i'm so happy to have you here on the all dick is trash podcast loving the title yeah
3: (laughs) very on brand
1: yeah very on brand for yeah very on brand for me um yeah so basically i started this podcast um as a way you know it was like a term that i used in a sketch that like just really got some traction and you know I feel like it's a way for people to share their frustrations about the patriarchy. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just like just easy boiling down to those four words. So I just like to bring people on and, you know, talk to their talk about their relationship with Dick, with the phrase, with all this stuff. And I'm so, so happy to have you. So Gina Bloom is a Martin Grant finalist. Uh, That is correct. Yes. Congrats. That's Thank you. Congrats uh you are uh you have the make it make it rain um show at club cheetahs in hollywood which will change locations very soon you have sweet the ladies guide to bro culture podcast yes i do right here on the more banana network yes on the same network network buddies that's right uh then you um you grew up in indiana then you went from indiana to florida
3: yes. to la
1: to tennessee yep to yep. new york city and then back to la and you're currently bicoastal or I'm just currently
3: bicoastal yeah it's kind of like i mean it's bicoastal but it's mostly la, LA it's yeah. like 75 percent LA, la i guess right? yeah
1: um and you work in tech that i do and you're the winner of the harlem comedy festival
3: 2018 yes uh, Rashad Bashir, I believe, won it this year, so mm-hmm. I'm no longer the the, the reigning champion. Yes,
1: yeah. and you also uh, were the finalist in the W comedy festival. That
3: I was, yeah. 2018 as well. I had a big year, 2018. All right, so that's a little bit about you. A little bit about me, yeah, yeah.
1: And I just like uh, I have a million questions. Go for it. Um, you know, yeah. First of all, like I like to ask all my guests is is all dick trash or no and that's you can say no it's okay
3: Uh, before i get into Mm -hmm. whether or not all dick is trash i'm i'm just i have to applaud you right away just for having a podcast on the internet in 2019 2020 with the title all dick is trash i'm just saying that i'm i'm actually gonna fucking love you i
1: know i'm gonna i know i that's why i was like should i not have this name <laughs> or should i call it like everything's trash i don't know no yet.
3: you no you this is your truth and it's like and it resonates for a reason like yeah. if, if you if you just said everything is trash no one would have cared have yeah. Like, yeah whatever like i know tell but we don't i hate know. Getting, but getting
1: harassed I'm, i
3: hate it too <sighs> it's it sucks i've you know i've not experienced it at a, at a mass level thankfully but here and there it's not fun and I just I, I I applaud your bravery. I know for I'm going like, for it.
1: I'm, it's not really bravery. I'm just like, oh my god. I guess I I guess I got to call it this because yeah. I mean, I've been harassed like in mass for small periods of time. It's not great. Th- these people will dig through.
3: I got a little bit a taste of it when I dared say that Dave Chappelle's. Most recent special wasn't very good. That's all I said. Oh well. And as a trans person, then I became like Queen Snowflake for a day.
1: Oh well, you know, that's what free speech is. Yeah, Uh, yeah, liking everything and not saying anything bad about.
3: Not saying an objective truth that that special
1: was just not very good. Yeah, it's just not good. And you know what? Like, uh, well, that's well, that's what got me. um, I. You know those women that got you know, Amber Rolo and Kelly Bachman got yeah. kicked out of that yeah. got kicked out of that um bar. And I wrote, you know, a bunch of tweets saying like, all these comedians that got upset at Shane Gillis for um yeah
3: where are you now yeah Yeah, where are you now that's
1: what that's all I posted I was like because like you know Bill Burr David Spade all these people were writing like did segments on their podcasts on their shows like this is the end of comedy (laughs) like comedy blah blah like we need to protect our industry yeah and then these girls are getting thrown out of a bar on some Lenny Bruce shit for making a joke right and these, these people are silent and I said that and like Somebody who has a very famous podca- or a very podcast or very well known podcast that makes fifty thousand dollars a month on Patreon yeah. retweeted yeah. it, called me a retard, and I was attacked for an entire weekend. Oh my and God. they dug through like photos of me. I went back, um, went back to I know <laughs> those people like harassed yeah. me, blah blah blah, and then you know they found a a picture of me at a wedding from like 2016 zoomed in on my teeth and like zoomed in on my gap and was like i'm this close to giving up on 2019 and i was like my gap and like i fucking blocked them and all that you know but that was pretty funny (laughs) but like also like it was mean in the in the moment i was like what the fuck fuck you but now i'm like that's actually really funny uh But anyway, yes, I'm scared but thank you for your applause. But now, yes, <laughs> Let's now, get to the back area.
3: to the question. <laughs> back to the question. Is all dick trash? I, you know, I on my show, I I tend to attempt to be kind of even-handed about this like I don't try to like shit on people's tastes too much. It's a different kind of show, but I'm going to say all dick is has Trash qualities. I think all mm. dick has a percentage of trash. I think mm. there's I think there's a baseline level of trash to dick. Mm. So is all dick trash? Yes, it mm. is, but not all, it not doesn't all have trash to be. at the same level. Mm. Like trash is a trash is a spectrum. Trash is a
1: spectrum. <laughs> trash is a spectrum. <laughs> you know yeah. what? Have you ever been to Japan?
3: I have not. I've been to the Philippines. That's as close as I've come.
1: <laughs> well, um in Japan, like they sort garbage. Like there's just eight different ways. You know, there's like really strict recycling laws. Yeah, sure. And you have, to, and there's like a compost bin. And then there's like the plastic, but only this kind of plastic. There's oh, okay. like their paper. That's yeah, kind that's of like, how like, I feel. Yeah. That's like, like San Francisco. Yeah. 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 But it's like very strict. like Yeah. yeah. So um that's a, like how I like to categorize like all Different trash. types of trash. Different types of trash. And, you know, sometimes the trash is, uh, you know. Sometimes the trash is. You can recycle it. You it'll can be recycle it. Okay, sometimes be okay. it's just for the needs, compost heat. Some, yeah, sometimes yeah. it just needs to be burned. Yeah. Uh styrofoam. <laughs> so yeah, like styrofoam, you can't get rid of it. You stays around and won't biodegrade. Um <laughs> trash metaphors aside, you know, I um I want I'm like trying to see how I compose this. Yeah, so I've received not some flack, but you know, uh an, a trans woman shared uh objections to Uh the phrasing all dick is trash because it's reducing yeah like i can see that yeah you can see i i can see that too um it's reduced you know the argument is it's reducing like all or saying like dick is only related to cis men yeah and um you know i don't it's like hard because like of course i i totally understand that um you know and yeah, I the phrasing it's like tough, you know?
3: So it's I- tough. You know what? This is probably not going to endear me too much to my community. I think I think sometimes the trans community gets just a little bit sensitive to shit that they should know based on context is isn't addressing them. Like it's obviously you're not talking about trans women when you say all dick is trash even though as a trans woman, I technically have one, mm. but I can tell you that of my experience in the dick having world, I'm gonna say it's pretty much trash. You know, I <laughs> trans women are we're complicated. Some of us are mm-hmm. trash, some of us aren't. The dick doesn't have anything to do with that. Mm. It's all personality. Mm-hmm. But and I think this is what your what your podcast is trying to address. The dick comes with the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. And the patriarchy is trash, mm-hmm. and you can't, you can't like as much as we might want to like that. There's a part of that, and that's like that's who we are. That's who mm-hmm. we are as trans people. That we have, we have a history, and we have like an association, and we have even just that like a biological echo of that. And it's not our responsibility. And I'm not saying that that trans women aren't women. Guys, don't fucking kill me, please. But I, what I am saying is that dicks as a piece of anatomy have symbolized Mm. an oppressive force for such a long time Mm -hmm. and even though that we were closeted and like we were really you know women that just couldn't express ourselves Mm -hmm. there's you know there's no harm in saying that you know dicks over dicks throughout history have been problematic things Mm -hmm. and that we can help we Mm -hmm. can help educate you know cis men Mm. Use your fucking dick responsibly, guys. Here's here's what you can do mm-hmm. with that thing. Instead of like trying to subjugate and destroy, here's here's a good way to use your dick. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's complicated. I I, I, I hear myself talking and I feel myself becoming more problematic as I speak. But no, like, I mean,
1: I feel like it's nuanced, and that's like the it stuff is nuanced. That, yeah, it's a nuanced discussion that you know can only happen in really like in a podcast or in like kind of person where yeah. we can talk about that stuff because you know when it gets online and yeah you know I, I it's also tough for me too because it's like yeah it has been this oppressive I, I really liked how you phrased it of like dick has symbolized this oppressive force and at the same time as women have you know as cis women have really start to like get um pride and like be comfortable with the, vagina imagery and pussy hats and all that stuff like i understand yeah i just under it's just complicated because it's like at the same time this is not everything that it means to be a woman
3: no not at all but
1: but it's at the same time it's like but it's not like we've for centuries been embracing and like reveling in this vagina imagery and on all this you know so it's it's tough it's so tough
3: it's it's really weird because like you know there's there's a lot of signifiers of power mm-hmm. in in the world. Like mm-hmm. pale skin is a signifier yes. of power. Whether mm-hmm. or not you have a a dick or a vagina, or some ambiguous genita- genitalia, you if you're white, mm-hmm. you're perceived as a powerful person. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something I talk about in my act, and it's and it's it's a true thing. When I when I was pre-transition, people looked at me and they saw an Asian person because mm-hmm. I'm biracial, and they saw the Asianness in me come out. But mm-hmm. when I transitioned and I grew my hair long and I started, you know wearing makeup all of a sudden people were perceiving me more often as a white person mm-hmm. i don't know what that is other than the fact that my appearance looks expensive mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> like i'm wearing like 300 dollars in product right now on my face So think oh well obviously there's a white person because who else could afford that shit and it's subconscious right like i don't mm-hmm. think they make that decision consciously but like it's weird how that works, how like by giving up one form of privilege, I gained a different form of privilege. Mm. I, I I don't know. It's, But like, I think that's why I can be a little bit detached mm. when it comes to like, you know, the differences in gender versus anatomy. I'm not saying that, you know, gender and anatomy are completely separate. They are, but in mm. the sense that we live in a world and that world has a history mm. and that history is often tied to matters of anatomy whether or not you have a penis and whether or not you have pale skin
1: yeah (sighs) speaking the truth (laughs) uh well now back into you know thank you for sharing i really appreciated that i mean not just because you echoed like things that i really believe but it's also like yeah i mean you know i really appreciate your perspective and that's like important to me um and yeah like it's important to it's hard it's hard in these discussions to like what what is like stuff that needs to be changed or like Mm -hmm. how can i like improve so you know i really appreciate that we're all trying to improve yeah so back to (laughs) gina yeah and you know let me tell you so i first met you at an onion workshop that i like coordinated like a long a few years ago and then I, I, I remember it well. Yes. Yes. Click and hole. then I, yeah. Click hole. Yes, yes, yes. And then I added you on Facebook and I did not know you well, but I loved reading your little, um, Facebook posts about your sexual escapades. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there was, there's, yeah. So interesting. So fun. Um, so yeah, this, this kind of goes into that. I mean, if you had a blog or even a book, uh-huh. I'd read the fuck out of it. Um, but anyway, I digress. I want to hear about your most trash experience, oh my
3: and it God. could be like
1: it. It doesn't have to uh, like be sexual. No, it can be so like much. work. It um, could be anything.
3: Oh, the most trash—that's a hard one. I know it's hard. Um, it's like
1: your. It's like, what's your favorite song? It's like, of course, like the day, whatever. But yeah. like anything in your top five, or anything that comes out to you, I don't want you to get stressed out. Like, no, what is all that right. The
3: most—I'll tell you about the most recent trash mm. experience i've experienced so i i moved to la a few months ago and uh i got very horny very quickly mm. and so i spent the first three months or so just banging mm-hmm. just banging everybody mm-hmm. and um i ended up dating this guy and i thought he was gonna be like a good dude mm. and he was fine he's not a bad guy but he was like i saw him on like the dating app and he had long hair Mm. and he was tall he's like so he's like six six or something like that and six six yeah six foot six and
1: Mm, i don't know that's one one six away from the devil
3: i know (laughs) i know i know he's one just he was half an inch then he'd be (laughs) six foot six point six or something like that yeah (laughs) no um but he was not so anyway i um he sounded great. And then we went on a date and he took me to like a dispensary because I hadn't gotten mm. my LA weed yet. And it was fine. And then he found my podcasting history and my internet history. And he heard all about the sexual escapades that I've had with like threesomes and, and like how I'm very free. And I'm like, I've built like a mini career on just talking about my sex life on podcasts, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is true. I just did that a few days ago. And um, all of a sudden, that's all he wanted to do was for for me to indoctrinate him into, like, the world of, like, sexual adventure. It's like Ugh. sexual adventuring. Like, oh, you have to take me to, like, orgies. And you have to take me to, like, no. you know, play parties. And I'm like, no, dude. Like, for one thing, I don't really want that right now. Yeah. Like, that stuff, it sounds like that's all I do because that's why I go on the podcasts that are about yeah. sex, just to talk about shit like that. But it's not like I do it every day. Like, Yeah. You, they're basically hearing, like, the three or four times a year that I do it. Mm. And... Like I have, I go on maybe like three or four different podcasts a year, so I have a different story every time I do it. But like, so he just thought that that was like, that was my life. So he just saw me as like a sex teacher for Mm. him. And like it reminded me of when I was pre-transition and like I would have these crushes on these like complicated women that had like this really robust sex lives. And, like, I kind of felt, like, the same way. Like, I like I wanted them to, like, you know, induct me into their ways yeah. of, like, ho And, like, yeah. and it made me feel like, you know, again, this is, like, what I was talking about earlier. You know, all dick is a little trash. And I remember yeah. That, you remember, I remember myself being pre-transition. Like, that's, that was shitty of me mm. to, like, want these women to, like, just take them, take me under their wing just mm. because, I, you know, because I wanted them to. And, like, here's this guy. He's giant. And I thought he's like this hot musician that turns out he's like this, you know, fucking dork yeah. that played like 80s covers in his in oh, his band God. and oh, like God. all the stuff that I thought was hot was not hot. And then the deal breaker was. I was like, all right, we've been going out for a little bit, a few weeks. I want you to take me on a real date because all we've really done is we just go smoke weed, hook up. And then he bugs me about taking him to sex parties and like take me on a date. Hmm. I want some good sushi. That's what right. I want. I want some good fucking sushi. And he's lived in LA his entire life, so he should know where good, good sushi, sushi spots. is. Yeah. yeah. And so he takes me to the sushi place and it is so close to an autozone <laughs> that, <laughs> that it seems <laughs> In my mind they are connected. In my mind, <laughs> the auto zone. And the sushi restaurant are one. I'm somehow. I feel
1: like so many creepy men. Yeah. Frequent AutoZone and Advanced Auto Parts. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. like, like they, they just hang out there, like these creeps. I saw
2: your tweet, and I was gonna ask you right after this. Yeah. Like, can I please
1: hear about the AutoZone <laughs> sushi AutoZone story? Sushi and the fact
2: story. that This was the buildup. Makes me yeah. So yeah, like, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah. it was so close to an AutoZone. <laughs> so, I mean, in the tweet, it says it's somehow part of an AutoZone. Obviously, that's a joke. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I exaggerated Twitter, but mm. like. But it was so close to the AutoZone, and it was so ganky and, like, shitty, and it wasn't nice at all. It was this tiny little sushi stand that I would be fine getting takeout from. I'm not mm. being elitist at all, but, like, I Sometimes
1: want... Sometimes, was it, like, a hole
3: in the wall that was really good? No, it was a hole in the wall, <laughs> but it wasn't really good. Oh. It tasted like the people at AutoZone made it. And yeah, like, there's still oh, someone really? outside,
2: like, jumping their batteries. Yeah, yeah.
3: The there's some guy, so still there's some guy was... pouring oil into <laughs> yeah. his engine, and, like, we're watching him, like, pour oil in his car, and, like do the fucking dipstick with you know and like this is not this i wanted a date at a real at a nice restaurant nice restaurant you don't have to take me to nobu but like just take me to a good sushi place not AutoZone.
1: yeah well i will say because my my friend lives in Kauai and his dad's like a really well-known sushi maker but he like the place is in the back of a restaurant like a hole in the wall, but he spends all of the the money getting like really nice cuts of fish and stuff. Oh no, I mean, yeah, and like sometimes it's that but then it just didn't sound like that. It just sounded like did he just Google sushi in the first place that
3: I'll tell you exactly what he did. This is this is this is the other deal breaker that I haven't put into the tweet yet. Now it's a truism. There was an LA uh, food critic, he's passed away, I don't remember his name, but he says Are you poisoned want... from oil. Oh sorry. <laughs> he says if you want good ethnic food go to where the people who are of that identity shop for themselves. And it's true. Like LA, the best Mexican food in LA is in the immigrant communities. It's Mm -hmm. not in West Hollywood. You Mm -hmm. need to go to like the Valley Mm. where like people who are of actual like Hispanic descent Mm -hmm. live because they're not going to drive, you know, a half an hour to get, you know, their food. They're going to go near where they live. And I'm sure that, you know, the best sushi is, you know, probably in like, you know, little Tokyo or whatever. Torrance. Or Torrance. Yeah, wherever, you know, wherever those Japanese people, people are, live. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, a lot of a lot of Japanese people live out in the South Bay. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that's where the best stuff is. But this was Van Nuys. This is not, this is <laughs> not a heavy Asian. Now, if you wanted to take me for like Mexican food, would have been fine with that because Van Nuys is... A, A large Hispanic community, I'm I'm sure it would have been killer. Yeah. But, like, this was, like, not that. And the reason why he picked it, the reason why he picked that thing is that it was within 1.2 miles of my apartment. He wanted to get fucked is what he wanted to do. He wanted someplace that was near enough that we could eat and go bang. He didn't want to take me. He didn't want to drive the extra three and a half miles to the good part of the valley even mm. to like like Toluca Lake where like the fancy restaurants are. He wanted to stay in Van Nuys because it was close to where I was going to have sex with him.
1: Did you I, still have sex with him after that? Absolutely not. No. I, oh, I, okay. I,
3: I feigned illness and <laughs> I never talked to him again. I was like, this is has he hit up?
1: Has he hit you up since? Or? No, he
3: has not. He, I think he got the message.
1: Ugh. I'm so sorry. Oh, trash. You're trash indeed. I hate when they don't have like initiative and they don't want to plan anything. And stuff. Yeah, they
3: just want to like, I mean, I got a text from a guy. He's he's a comic. I don't think he listens to podcasts. He's he's like semi-famous. He's been on TV. He's been on all like the na- late night shows. Mm-hmm. And like we hooked up for a little bit and um, he sent me a text on his birthday and said, hey, it's my birthday. And then the next thing he sends me is like a a tongue emoji and like a eggplant emoji and like lick his dick yeah pretty much okay and he's all the way you know in like you know fucking downtown or whatever and i'm like no dude yeah no i just never answered it he still creeps on me
1: uh, that's these uh, you know like i'm trying to find something i don't know I, i'll be on these apps and everyone will be like what are you looking for you know that's what i'll get like those messages And I hate that question because, like, I understand, like, you don't want to waste time. But at the same time, it's like, well i don't know what i'm looking for because i could like obviously i'm looking for a relationship obviously but if if i'm if, I, if we go into on one date and i've it's not a vibe i'm not gonna be like well i'm looking for a relationship it's like i'm not looking for a relationship with you chad yeah like exactly. i'm just like trying to figure it out but then these guys will be like well i'm only looking for ho- i'm looking for hookups and i'm like okay so what or like they'll be like well i'm just looking for something casual And i'm like okay what is casual it's like oh somebody consistent that like i fuck all the time and they're hot and they're cool and nice and we hang out and bubble and i'm how is that just not dating someone? Like, what How is wrong is that with you?
3: Not except that they just don't. They want to do whatever they want. They want to have the option of like finding someone else. It's all it is. It's all the, all they want when they say casual is They just want everything. They want all the emotional and sexual yes, validation. All of it. But they also don't want to feel responsible to you.
1: So then what's the Yeah, then it's like, so then what is it in it for me? Yeah, I'm giving you everything and then you give me (laughs) nothing. Yeah, you're trash. (laughs) trash It's not going to be good. The sexual experience is not going to be good. Like, or, uh, you know, in my experience and you can, you know, I've found like probably nine times out of ten. It's the, the hookups are not satisfying for me.
3: This is what I tell those guys. When they say that to me, I'm like, okay, you want to have just a casual relationship. I'll tell you what, if we go out and we vibe and I want to have sex with you, that's fine. We'll have sex. But I promise you, if I find someone who is the least bit serious about me, I will drop you like a fucking hot rock. I yeah. Will, I, I will, you will, you will feel like wind as I, as I, as I, as I desert you. <laughs> like that's, that's, that's what you're getting. Like you're going to, you're going to get attached to like me, but because you're not you're not making that extra effort. Yeah. I'm going to leave you the first fucking chance.
1: Yeah, and I just I don't even do I don't even get there. I'm just like I don't even want to get into this because yeah. then I'll feel bad like my my tendency is like to feel bad when I do that, when I leave. Even though yeah, like I want to fucking leave like Yeah. Yeah, but
3: um
2: is it like unique to just LA and New York or you think people in the Midwest have like the same mentality? It is absolutely the same everywhere? mentality.
3: I think that I think that's probably more prevalent in like the coastal cities because there's not like a there's not as much of a heavy like religious and family like orientation out here. Yeah. But I also think that the the men who aren't like, you know, I want to crank out babies and, and love Jesus. They're probably all kind of like that. I'm sure that there's a lot of trash dick in like Wilmington, North Carolina. I'm sure there's plenty sure. of it.
1: I feel like in New York in LA there's like feigned options or they think that they have so many options and stuff Uh, so they're like well I don't want to lock myself down because there might be something and I just feel like they're just it's just about timing for some of these guys where you know it's like okay I'm ready to like take myself out the game and like the first person that comes by where I feel like women might be like you know I'm you know I'm looking for something I don't know what you know I'm looking for something serious but like if this guy's you know I'll, I'll I'll make I'll make sacrifices, not sacrifices, but like, it's this person. Like, I really like this person and, and I want something with this person. Whereas, like, the person could be right, but it's like the wrong time, quote unquote, with these guys. And, yeah, I don't know.
3: So this is what I found when I moved to L.A. after a few months. Having lived both, you know, as a male appearing person and then as a woman in L.A., single in both places, what I found is that when I was in L.A., I kind of adopted that. As a dude, I kind of adopted that you know mentality of I'm gonna keep my options open.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I was not hot. I was not worth it. Trash dick. I, mm-hmm. I'll admit it. Um, and I found myself alone a lot, and I mm-hmm. found myself just not in demand. And I wasn't a bad looking person as a dude, and I had no. a good job, and like, and all of those things going for me. But you know, my my trash dicky qualities kept me from from meaningful connections. And then in L.A. now. I am highly in demand by mm-hmm. everybody who fucking can't mention his name now because he might be listening to this, but like very famous comedian, you know, fucking stalking me on the Internet. Mm. And like I might hook up with him and like mm. and like I have like attractive, you know, women, men and all these other people are coming after me Not, it's a weird way of saying it, but like, yeah,
1: no, everyone's, everyone's, everyone's everyone wants to fuck Gina yeah, in L.A. It. We get it. We get it. So reflects on me. I get it. Yeah. The thing <laughs> is, the
3: hope is that it wasn't what I found. Universal truth that I found is that those straight men, those trash dick men that are just, they're decent looking. Yeah. They're not bad. They're not the most beautiful. They're not women who are always in demand and they're not gay men who are always in demand. Mm mm-hmm. So they kind of box themselves into like this little corner where they're just, they want to keep their options open. But by doing that, nobody wants them. Exactly. And I feel
1: like people are just not honest. You know what yeah. I mean? I think that they, th- like, because it's fine if you want to keep your options open and sure. stuff. Or the thing that gets me, which I find on the, on a lot, which I feel like uh straight men want to use apps maybe the way that a lot of gay men use apps absolutely come over right now and suck my dick like it's just like they have they have
3: gay envy they they have gay sex envy
1: absolutely they have gay sex envy and it's like okay no (laughs) like i'll get those you know there's some guys where i'm like okay this guy's so hot if he asked me to come over i'd come over absolutely but then that's like that's super rare super rare and then there's and but then most of them they're like guys who i'm like oh you know what i'm gonna swipe right on this guy this guy looks really nice he looks like a good person and then it's always i'm like i i want i want to eat your ass come over my house i live like a a mile away i'm like no why would i do that this is not a and that like this is not appealing to me
3: um what those straight guys don't understand is you ask any gay male couple 90% of them, they got together in some hookup fashion. Yeah. They either got, if they're young enough, they got together on an app or they got together at the gym where they hooked up or they got together wherever gay men are hooking up. I guarantee you, most of them, or many of them at least, have got together because that's just how, you know, men are. And Mm -hmm. gay men, they like to have sex. And that's, that's, that happens. But that doesn't mean they're not emotional people. Mm. Like they want to have connections. So Mm -hmm. even though, Like a lot of them have hooked up in like, you know, situations that felt kind of random. Mm. They form connections over time. And that's I think that's what those those straight guys don't understand is that their people are still falling in love. They're still getting together. They're just gay men are just like that. And women, for the most part, are not. Yeah. But the end result is the same. So, you you know, you want to have sex with women. You got to meet them halfway.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guess it's just like if you're closed off to that option before anything then it's like there's no appeal like it's literally me starting an internship as a pre-law person even though i have no law experience and there's no room for growth and it's unpaid you know it's just like it doesn't make sense for me to do that right now if you're not going to take anything seriously even down the line um just switching gears a little bit what are some red flags that you feel like you've ignored And made excuses for, you know, Um, and it could be as superficial as, like, white dreads, per se, but, you know, I... I,
3: That is not superficial. Yeah. (laughs) That is a serious serious red flag.
1: Yeah, but are there any red flags that you're just like, "Ah, I should have fucking known?
3: I mean, there's a lot. I think that... um, What I found is that people who have, like, unstable relationships, like they're constantly having drama with their friends and things like that, Mm. I found that that's, like, a red flag because even though when you hear from that person, it's like, oh, whatever, it's their fault, it's their fault, it's their fault. If you have a pattern of, like, being unstable chances, you're the asshole. Yeah. Um, And the lack
1: of self-awareness, too. The lack of
3: self-awareness, absolutely. Mm. Uh, Even, like, more benign things like... um, I don't know, like, just being a certain age, like, by the time you're 30, I think you should have, like, a pretty good grasp of, like, how the world works Mm. and, like, the culture around you and, Mm. like, especially when you live in, like, New York and L.A., if you don't, if you're so limited that you don't, like, oh, I never eat blah, blah, blah food. If someone is just, like, so closed off to, like, even baseline experiences, like, I never eat Indian food. I never do this. I never do that. Yeah. it That person, to me, even though, It sounds like a really like benign, dumb thing.
1: Mm.
3: What I often find is that you know that that limitation that they set for themselves, they're limited in a lot of other ways, Mm. and like. Someone who's limited is just not gonna be compatible with me. Mm,
1: Gina, you're so wise. Do you know yeah. that? I'm like, do you know that you're smart? <laughs> That's why all of L.A.'s, uh, <laughs> I guess so, ripping yeah. each other apart yeah, to try to <laughs> be with you. You are a, a, a hot, smart woman, and I guess there's not that many in L.A. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm no, well, uh, I'm, kidding. I'm from L.A. Thanks. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, you live here, so also oop.
2: true. Uh, oop, uh,
1: uh, <laughs> uh, um yeah oh, that's so awesome yeah that's true um without naming you know venues or names or anything what is your most trash experience been in comedy
3: oh my god okay so there's been quite a lot um i've talked about this before to like friends it being a, a trans person like i don't quite get I do get it. I do get a lot of the trash experience. Like I do get like definitely the sexism and definitely I've been definitely had like a lot of dudes say crude shit to me. Mm-hmm. Probably not at with the frequency, but be, only because they're afraid that I'm going to bust them mm. and like out them as like trans amorous. And I totally mm. fucking will. If, yeah, if they're if they're being fucking closet cases about it and they're being yeah. assholes to me and like and they're being disgusting, i am be like, hey, guess what? Blah, 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 blah. And like, no. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not above like I'm not above like you know taking a little revenge if someone treats me like shit mm. but um i guess the trash experience in comedy there's so much of it um wow it's it's tough because i have had like a lot of like straight male comics that appreciate my sense of humor mm-hmm. but they they either objectify me in a weird way or they or they just treat me as like a little like prop, mm. and um, I'm trying to think like what I can like talk about it without like giving up the spot too much. But um, well, did you do comedy pre transition? I did not. I started comedy as this person. Yeah, because I so feel like never. I never had the the opposite experience.
1: I feel like you know. And forgive me. Yeah. Um. But I feel like sometimes people, this is what gets me, is like people want to um, just show off that they are so cool and so yeah, woke. of course. Yeah, and then they, they book you and stuff. You know, I feel that as a woman of color. Yeah, you sure. know, So it's like, oh, you, and that really, it really gets to me sometimes because it's like, wait, did you book me because you think I'm talented or did you book me because you want to have a diverse lineup?
3: You know? I'm going to share with you, I, I will not blow up her spot because I know that she, I don't know that she didn't mean it in malice, but I was hanging out with a comedian friend of mine, cis woman, and she kind of implied that I got booked so much because I do book a lot, she kind of implied that I got booked so much because I'm trans, mm. and then I think once the alcohol wore off, she like <laughs> realized that was a shitty thing to say, so she says, uh, she texts me, um, now that I'm home replaying things, I said that might have come off wrong. I wasn't saying you weren't talented when getting booked by woke white women. I was saying they flex real hard off things they never fought for. But you know me, so I'm sure you know I was making fun of them. Love you. Yeah, but but also you kind of were. Just yeah, bitching you were about the fact that I've done like shows and shit that you haven't, podcasts that you haven't that you want to get on that people that you're friends with. And I've done their shit and you haven't. And I, it kind of is. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie that I'm not getting booked because I'm trans. But it's also, both though. Yeah, but also, like, you and I, we have to deal with the rest of the fucking world. It's exactly. Just because, because we're getting spots because we're a little unique compared to, like, you know, cis white people doesn't mean that we don't have to fucking deal with It's like, so much harder. Everything else. And, like, yeah. And, like, sure, we'll get, like, we'll get, like, a diversity spot, but we're also not gonna get. The fucking abc sitcom exactly anytime soon or we don't have intergenerational i mean i don't have intergenerational
1: wealth to support Absolutely me to not. do all this
3: stuff So, like and I come from an immigrant mother and a mm-hmm. you know father from like the south and like we had zero money I have nothing supporting me
1: yeah and i think like for me you know it's hard because it, yeah, it's like, am I getting booked for my talent? And then it's also like imposter syndrome comes from somewhere. you know what I mean? Like it comes from somewhere. It doesn't just, it's not just like a, a thing that we are in, born and we're inherently feel inferior. It's what other, it's those little comments yeah. of like, you're, you're, you're only getting this because of this or this and that, you know, and not like really valuing your talent or your hard work or anything,
3: you know? Here's how so, I fight imposter syndrome in comedy. I pay attention to everyone on the show and i'm listening to who's getting the laughs mm-hmm. irrespective of who what kind of person they are and then i listen to myself as i get the laughs mm-hmm. on nearly every show i do i'm getting the most if not in the top three amount of laps. Yeah. Now that show we did last night, that was a killer ass show. Everyone was killing it.
1: I know. I was like, I hope you didn't, I don't feel no. like I did great in that show. But
3: no, <laughs> like, no, that, I mean, the crowd was a little the quiet. Was hard. The crowd was a little quiet <laughs> and, and they were, oh, they were far away from the stage. It was always a challenge. Yes. I, and I was first. And being first and, and I was second. So, you know, going, <laughs> going early is always a challenge, but like, <laughs> I'm like no, but like, I'm talking about doing. like, I didn't bomb though. Absolutely not. No, mm-hmm. not far from it. I, I you know, like. I've done shows at, like, the improv. I've done shows at, like, Gotham. I've done shows, mm-hmm. you know, at all of the clubs, save for, like, the really big ones. And I, I'm paying attention, and I know who's getting laughs, and I know that I'm getting a lot of laughs relative to everybody else. Not yeah. always, but more often than not. And so I know by the objective standard of laughs, who's who the audience finds funny. Yeah. It doesn't matter that I am a person that was one gender and then, you know, transition to the next people find me funny yeah and And that's why i'm getting booked
1: and my thing too is like you're one of those people you know i feel like i'm kind of but like you play you know You play, like, the alt rooms and, like, you know, the like alt Brooklyn stuff. And, like, of course, those audiences are a lot more open. Yeah, of course. But then you also do a lot of club shows, which I'm very impressed about. You know, so, like, how do you feel, like, do you think those audiences and like alt you know the alt rooms you know just for anyone who's listening who cares like alt rooms are like like the union hall you yeah. know like more alt alternative comedy that's like not necessarily just stand-up it's a little bit more out of the box and right it tends to be uh a little bit more diverse and Absolutely. cooler and woke and stuff and then the clubs are like the carolines like the the touristy crowds mm-hmm. the the you know people who have real 9 to 5s that come yeah. for just a
3: week you know yeah they just come in and they you know, they bring them off the street mm-hmm. um thank you for one thing i i do do a lot of i i i try to I try to Is make that myself. Oh, kidding, I, I, I do do. I do do. We all do do. Everybody. Uh, do I'm
1: a mature woman. I'm sorry.
3: Absolutely. So you do, do. You do do. Uh-huh. I do do. Mm-hmm. I may do do after the show. Yeah. That's oh. Me. Okay. Well. All, I've right. Had all right. You had a coffee, coffee today? Yeah. yeah. Ago, so you never know. <laughs> I
1: That's am so high. sorry. So continue. You play the clubs. <laughs> I play the
3: clubs. Not. I mean. I'm not past. I'm quasi sort of passed at a club in L. A. But from what I understand, they only say that to women to get them to shut up. Ugh. I will not tell you which comedy that is, but it rhymes with Flaff Hactory. Um, (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) So they they pass women, but then they never book them. Um, Mm -hmm, Yeah, I've heard that about that place. Seems to be a thing they do there. Um, So I'm not going to say that I'm passed, except that, whatever. Anyway. um, But I've done, you know, improv in the store, and I've done, you know, most of the New York clubs. Um, Not regularly. It's hard, because I, I did... I do like the alt scene a lot, so I've never been one to hang out in clubs. I've never been one yeah, to like you know do the audition mics and do all of that mm. because I just I don't like the comedy as much, so yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with my with my Altum, yeah, and it keeps me very busy, so I'm not too worried about it. yeah, but um, <clears throat> I get people after the show, straight men, straight women, whatever, no matter what, wherever I go, if I do well, they enjoy it. Mm-hmm. They follow me on social. Mm -hmm. they say nice things Mm -hmm. the the comics if i do well they they give me a fist bump um you know it's i'm not saying comedy is a meritocracy obviously obviously it's not we that's far from it yeah but um nothing is nothing is but like i i don't know i i put a lot of like energy i do like these like weird little meditation things before I go up Mm. where I'm paying attention to what the audience is doing, like where they're at, what they're feeling. And so I, I tailor my energy to like what the audience, Mm. what I think the audience wants. So I rarely bomb because of that, I think. And, um, I do that, you know, I just pay more attention than I think a lot of people do. And I think that's, Mm. that's how it works. I think. Gina's in high demand in LA. She right. really bombs. She's
1: got it. She's connected. She's connected. I'm not the trying energy. to fucking
3: flex. Like uh, I, hate, I, hate I know, I'm saying kidding, shit I'm, kidding. Like I'm not
2: teasing you. No, you're being like super humble.
1: No, you're being super humble and happens. vulnerable. And it's hard to talk about this stuff. So I get it. I'm just, I'm Cause teasing you because I'm an I, asshole. I'm in the corner fun.
2: and I want to be like Martin Grand finalist. Yes. If you win her. like, no.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's
2: for a reason. you. Thank can't you. win these festivals and you can't be finalists in these festivals or in like just because of diversity. It's yeah, despite. Sure. It's not because. It
1: gets you in the door, but when you get in the door, there's still people to compete with. Yeah, there's still Yeah, and I feel like people
3: don't get that. And, and even if
2: it gets you in the door, how many other people are like, it's like you're like wedged in. Like if you can jam through the crowd to just get yeah. in there. Yeah, and like, even you know,
3: though I might to... be the one of like a hundred, like they, let's say these guys, they book a hundred people and I might be the one trans woman they book that entire year. It doesn't mean there's mm-hmm. not Fifty other trans women that I beat out a spot for. Yeah, exactly. so there's still competition. Yeah, just, you know the scale is different.
2: Yeah, definitely.
3: Um,
1: yeah. Uh, so society sucks. One more thing I wanted to chat about is um your the article that you were in in the Cut.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah, from the, from New York Magazine. Yeah, yes. Yes. Right sure. About your
1: brother. Yeah. Um. And how your brother transitioned, and
3: it was his 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 wedding was last Saturday. That's why I'm here.
1: Oh, nice in yeah. New York. In New York, yeah, right here. You know, I, I you don't post that much about. Or you post a little bit about your brother, but and I mean, you can talk about it. Oh, I don't mind talking
3: about it at all. Yeah,
1: if you want to. But the the thing that again, I really liked. Um, <laughs> my favorite post of yours was like you you and him were at a restaurant. And you're like. Yeah, we're celebrating at his favorite place in Arby's or something yeah. like, like in the place he always belonged at, right, right. in Arby's. And I just, you know, another thing I appreciate about you, besides, you know, besides everything that you just said, like your talent and stuff, is your, um, you know, your unapologetic uh, love for fast food. Yeah. I dude. mean, you know, when. I feel like me and you, Rick, we're not eating it every day. Right? Not every day, certainly not. It would be to do that. It would be unhealthy to do that, but I do look at people, I'm very confused by people who say they haven't been to McDonald's in seven years. It's I'm ridiculous. like, how? Yeah, how? That's <laughs> impossible
3: for there's, me. There's a McDonald's of... N- Pretty much next door to my place in L.A. Yeah, and like, same in New York. I do a show and like I get home like at eleven. There's nothing else open. Well, yeah. So I'll roll through and get some nugs. It's get fine. some
1: nugs. Get some nugs. And you know what? You were the. And then I loved you uh, during the whole Jolie B opening oh, yeah, yeah, Jollibee, Jollibee, yeah. Jollibee opening yeah. the, the the Filipino fast food place. Yes, get a bag of spaghetti. Sure. Yeah, get a bag of spaghetti <laughs> and a fried chicken drumstick. Yes, honey. yes. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just I I that article was so great, and I don't Thanks, know if you yeah. want to speak to that or oh, I just love about my, fast food in general. I love my little brother.
3: brother. Um, he got married. I, I guess the reason why I don't post about him as much anymore because we were roommates back then. So mm. we were hanging out a lot more. Then he found his partner and then moved out. So we don't hang out as much, but mm. you know, I hung out with him a lot. And he's actually coming into the studio to tape the first episode of the second season of my podcast. Yes. So you know, we'll be—he'll be in studio, to give us all an update on his on his life as a married person. And um, no, it's it's great. I, I, you know, he and I were like, we were like fast food buds when he was living with me uh and we went to the arby's and we went to like the burger king and all of all of those things and it was great because that was early in the transition and he was living with me and like i had that you know that family validation and then we would just go mm. to like arby's and i would be out in the world and you know doing my lady thing while also chomping down on some you know roast beef and cheddar yeah and so we would good. so good and we would just talk we'd have these like chats about like you know gender is weird and like New York is crazy Mm. and here's what I'm doing and I really treasure that stuff and I'm glad that you know we had that time together yeah at Arby's
1: yeah well and it must be so valuable you know what I mean like I mean I feel like I mean you said I'm putting I'm not putting I'm not making these assumptions like you said that your family your background's a little white trash oh absolutely and I'm sure that like they're not super, it can be super isolating to be going through a a transition in general, in general, but to have somebody in your family, like supporting you Mm -hmm. and having that thing and then also being able to, you know, eat, your cultural food of, Arby's. Food of my people, yes. yeah, and I'm was like, i sure that's like probably was such a g- great experience.
3: I'm. It was it eating was. your people's food. <laughs> your people, my the food of my people, White Castle. Um, Ooh, I love also White love Castle. Like whoever yeah.
2: hasn't read this article, and I'm not going to give any context, just so that they think that um, the New York Magazine wrote a whole article about you eating Arby's with your Absolutely brother. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's very not. much not that. <laughs> we
3: are <laughs> we are micro targeting <laughs> a very small detail. <laughs>
1: I did show up to someone's house with a crave case. And like, I guess it was like an inside joke that they always yeah. wanted a Crave Case. A Crave Case is 30 White Castle burgers. Yes. And um, they're like, oh, Crave Case. Huh? They all, everyone only ate like two burgers. And I was, f- there was fucking stuck with like 15 bur- And I took six home. But I'm like, damn, y'all, like, I wouldn't have bought a Crave Case if y'all if like, y'all didn't really it was like an eight person or seven person party. And I ate like so many burgers. You get burgers. a
2: Crave Case, you leave it in your microwave, and then you regret three days. And then mm-hmm, you just mm-hmm. keep going.
1: Like You keep it microwave. going.
3: Microwave. White Castle is a bad idea. <laughs> uh, I feel White like it's good. it's good.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's good. Um, uh, frozen White Castle is not terrible.
3: Uh, the frozen is fine because it's designed that way. But if you go to White Castle and it's hot and it's cold and you put it in the microwave, it it turns to like it turns to like bacteria or something. Oh it yeah, turns, it, it never it leaves the microwave. But
2: yeah. Oh well, I well hurts. I put
3: it in the
1: fridge okay. and then I and then oh, I, I right. eat no. it. Up that's, after. that's probably a little better. Yeah. All
2: right. So <laughs> I mean, I'm trash. Delicious.
1: Okay. Well. Gina, we're going to wrap up. Thank you. Uh, we're going to wrap this up. All right. You're amazing. We're going to wrap this up with a lightning round. Sure. Let's do of, it. So what happens is you say if this is trash or not. Okay, cool. Let's do it. Um, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas.
3: Not trash. Love it.
1: Oh. Going barefoot on a plane.
3: Horrible trash. Super trash.
1: <laughs> uh, The homelessness epidec- epidemic in Los Angeles.
3: Trash. Uh, blame it on the
1: man, not the people that are homeless. For sure. Disney Plus,
3: haven't had it yet. Kind of feels like trash to me. That's why I haven't turned it on. Dubbed anime, trash, definitely trash. You're a sub subtitle kind of. I'm a, I'm a sub sub girl. Yeah, you're a sub girl. Bl- love the subs. Love the subs. Listen, the voice acting the is terrible. Voice acting is terrible. The Valley, the, the th- Valley, not trash. I I dump on the Valley all the time, but it's it kind of is my LA home, and it's it's where you get like. It's where you get the best Mexican food. You cannot, you cannot say. Best I don't
2: know. I'm from East L.A. That's controversial. <laughs>
3: okay, that's true. All right, East L.A., but the best Mexican and the best strip clubs. All right, you win. Fair, yeah, there Fair. you go. Completely,
2: you could yeah. probably get a taco and a hot dog outside of a strip club in the valley.
3: Yes, Damn, absolutely. That so good. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. All right, okay. We are <laughs> going to wrap this up, but I do actually have one more question sure. for you that I'm super curious about: your relationship to strip clubs and what you feel about them, and like, uh, yeah, like. It
3: should, that's, that, that shit is complicated. That's, I know. I know that shouldn't have to, been.
1: I should have wrote that as a real question. But you know,
3: I love fucking strippers. They're some of my favorite people in the world, mm-hmm. and I know a few. And they're some of my favorite people. They're awesome. I love them. I know that the clubs can be huge trash. I know that the management preys on the women that work there, mm. kind of like harasses them into relationships. A friend mm. of mine who is a dancer uh, went through that at a club that she worked at. Mm. So I I'm not going to be like strip clubs, amazing, love Mm. them, because like the management that often runs those places are not great people. But strippers and showing off your body and like being fabulous and getting paid for it, fully support one hundred percent.
1: Yeah, I think like for me, I was really creeped out when I went. Well, I'm from Miami. Miami. Oh, yeah. And that's, like, imagine. strip club culture. Yeah, like, absolutely. everybody goes after after the yeah. club. You go to the strip club. Yes. And for me, it wasn't... And I mean, you know, this is a little judgmental, but at the time, like, it wasn't the strippers that creeped me out. It mm-hmm. was, like, the men in the oh, strip club. no doubt. And the no way doubt. that they looked at them, I've never seen anybody, like, look at something like that. Like... It made me super uncomfortable, and then yeah, the, and then the management and the it's just so it's it's tough, you it's know. It's tough. the same thing as porn it's for tough. me. It's yeah. like
3: I think that these women taking these men's paychecks and rent money is great. If yeah, they, if they want to be gross, <laughs> yes, that's great. But yeah, but there's like structural things going yeah. on, this exploitation, and I think like like all of us we have we have a journey. But like I fully support. The ladies and the men and and the non-binary folks that are out there shaking their asses. I love them all.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, Gina, thank you so much. Thank you. Yay. Wrap it up. Uh, any plugs that you want to do? Uh,
3: yeah. You can keep listening right here on the More Banana Network. Uh, season two of Sweet Ladies Guide to Bro Culture is coming out soon. We're about to start recording. I'm not sure uh, when we're what releasing. What is that?
1: Just say, you want to say like a oh, little... Yeah.
3: little... Millie's saying it like she hasn't been on the show before. I've been
1: on the show, but (laughs) But, uh, listen to the
3: Con Air episode. That is, um, that's a podcast that I do here on More Banana that uh, has uh, a celebration of sorts of of bro culture, of of like male pop culture. I have women that have not experienced a certain part of male culture, be it like a movie, Mm. like when Millie watched Con Air live, (laughs) um, or like a book. We did a two-part episode on uh, Infinite Jest. (laughs) <laughs> uh sometimes it's just sports in general uh like basketball we had a basketball episode so we're doing i like basketball yeah i i do too like i grew up in in indiana where like mm. you know college basketball was huge but i'd never been to an nba game and oh like, really and like my friend that i took with us had never been to an nba I game think but
1: they're the funnest of like basketball is fun
3: basketball is, is kinetic uh yeah. most of the other sports are really fucking boring yeah just sort of line the up basketball, and like, especially
1: wait. live amazing
3: yeah yeah i, I it was really entertaining um and then season two is about to begin, and we're doing uh we're kicking off with all nine Fast and the Furious episodes in a fast F- Fast and the Furious movies in a row. And then uh we're going hard, we're by coastal. I got LA people, I got New York people. Yeah, we're, we're killing it. So listen for that. Uh and if you're in LA, uh I manage Make It Rain Comedy, which is a comedy show in a strip club. We're we're with we're venueless right now, but once we get that figured out. Uh, We'll let everybody know where you can find us next. Yes. Thank you so much.
1: Okay, so now we have uh, the segment I like to call Trash tick Confessions where people uh, share stories and then we weigh in on it. So without further ado, our amazing producer Candy is going to read the first confession.
2: Yes, so this is anonymous. Um, Once a guy pulled out a vibrator unprompted, I wasn't into it at all, and then told me he never used it on a girl before, which I thought was a weird lie to tell. He also told me during all of this, He got into using one because he found one at his grandfather's house as a kid and put it on his dick. All dick is trash.
1: Verdict? (laughs) I mean.
2: So he said he got a, he found his dad, his grandfather's vibrator. This is the moral of it.
1: Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Does it I guess it feels good for men to have like something vibrating on your dick?
2: No, that's not the question. It's the I origin story.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm like, I guess it feels good, but like that that's a little weird. I don't know if he's like I think it's it's I'm like 50-50 on this because I don't think it's bad that a guy uses sex toys. But a vibrator, like, how do we know that's disinfected? Like, I don't know. I don't know about sharing vibrators with other women. You know? So hmm. He's that's a little trash. Unprompted, unprompted is trash. Yeah, we never. Uh, it's a it's a thin line with me because, uh, talking about well, I guess if you want to do some crazy shit,
2: no consent, and you're talking about your fir- like one of your most vivid sexual experiences is using your grandfather's vibrator. I don't know. That's
1: all I'm saying. And that's, that's crazy that <laughs> it, it was his grandfather's.
2: <laughs> I mean, could have been grand. You know what? That's. That's very. <laughs> that's an assumption. It could have been his grandmother's.
1: Wait, does it? What <laughs> does he put it? So, like, did his grandfather put it somewhere?
2: No. Well, he found it at his grandpa's house, and that's when he put on his dick so Maybe. he could have said if it was i mean it's implied he could have said his grandmother's house
1: yeah but his grandfather he said
2: grandfather
1: i I have questions about the grandfather but anyway
2: don't bring that up if you're trying to touch a clit That's yeah uh,
1: so i think we're gonna go ahead and say trash
2: just context wise not actions. so for this
1: segment it, are they always gonna be trash if all no. they trash i mean is there a point of this segment no, no, no. no. There's different so. kinds of trash, and they're not always trash. <laughs> we're we're impartial, <laughs> but this guy's just trash. The
2: levels, the levels.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say this is like a a burnable trash. No, but but, but it's, may I? May I? Mm-hmm. Garbage day. <laughs> Garbage day. Good point. It's still going out. All right, that's it for our trash dick <laughs> confessions. For our final segment, of uh, in the all dick is trash podcast, we have trash dick of the week, and the trash dick of the week is really hard. It's hard because there's just, again, so much trash to choose from. But my trash dick of the week this week goes to this guy that I was talking to on Tinder. Um, and, you know, usually Tinder's tough because the guys are hot. But nine times out of ten, they'll be like, at least for me, they'll be like, hey. And I'm like, hey, what's up? What's up? Uh, Come over my house right now and suck my dick. And it's like, okay, no, I'm not going to do that. That <laughs> doesn't sound fun. I'd rather watch Divorce Court on YouTube. Uh, but... this one guy he's like hey i'm like hey he's like oh so do you do you're a comedian and i'm like yeah he's like oh cool i love comedy i i love the comedy scene out here in la and i was like wait where do you live and he was like oh i live in la but i'm coming to new york in june (laughs) it is november folks he said june and i said of 2020 (laughs) good lord (laughs) like and I'm going to go ahead and say that, guys. And then he's like, yeah, I'm just looking for friends, uh, friends and to have a good time when I'm in New York. He's and looking I'm like, for
2: a couch to sleep on. So.
1: Six. I, I understand a month ahead of time. You're trying to like hedge your bets and like plan some shit. Cool. Two weeks better. A week ahead. We love. But six months at least ahead. I'm going to have to go ahead and put you in the trash bin, honey. Like. What the fuck? So yeah, uh, that is my trash ticket of this week. Uh, he's hot, so Come May, (laughs) yeah. Come May, I'll I'll hit him up again. But he's gonna say
2: when he's when I have to go into your apartment and pull him out. Yeah, he's gonna squat. He's definitely gonna gonna squat so hard. But you know what? And he's gonna do Tinder dates when you're like at work or not home. Like, ugh, oh god. Well, you'll have more material for the podcast. Uh, No, I don't.
1: (laughs) I don't need more material. (laughs) I don't need more material. I hate when guy. I hate when people are like, material. Don't do it. I don't. Not you. You, but like just guys that i did they're like no you can use me for your comedy I, I don't need i don't need it and i'm gonna use you anyway so don't, <laughs> eat, I, I, don't I don't care need about your consent and i don't need material yeah thank you um but yeah that guy's trash and uh fuck that guy thank you for listening to the all dick is trash podcast the all dick is trash podcast is produced by candy harrell and we are part of the more banana podcast network our founder and managing producer is kate moldenhauer if you would like to share an anonymous confession email trash dick confession at gmail.com and don't forget to follow us on instagram at adit podcast and of course you can always follow me your host millie tamaris on twitter